Hey everybody out there, welcome back to another episode of the American Bye Guy podcast slash channel. I know it's been a while since we uh, left off, but we're just going to pick up, you know, uh, on part two of Lions, Tigers, and Buys. And uh, the last episode we talked about attraction and knowing exactly um, if you're bisexual or if you're just attracted to somebody. Um, but... This time, I figured we pick up and, you know, I just use myself to share my stories, as I said I would do before, to uh, help those out there who are just kind of curious about bisexuality or if they are, um, or wherever you may be on the spectrum. But um, this is more of a, you know, cathartic measure for myself to... Uh, just release some things and really be able to help somebody else, you know, pay it forward. Uh, so, you know, with everything going on in the world right now with COVID-19 and just everybody really trying to figure out how do we conquer this beast, uh, I've been really reflecting about my own actions. And of course, I've had a number of you know, situations I always find myself in uh, between now and then. Uh, you know, I went for a run earlier today, uh, this morning, and reiterated once again that I'm not alone in the world, that there are people who are bisexual and people who are hiding their attraction to the same sex because of what society tells them they must be or how they must live their life. Uh, case in point, recently, yeah, I, I'm a gym rat. If anybody knows me personally knows that I'm a big gym rat. I love the workout. I love the feeling. It's great for me. But in the gym, I see men all the time staring at me. I mean, to the point where it really would make you feel uncomfortable. But because of who I am and I know who I am, I'm really not. I welcome anybody to, you know, walk up to me and just start talking to me or ask me questions. But there's a certain look that some men have in their eyes when they see you in the gym and you got that pump going on and you're you're sweating and you're you know you're doing your thing and um i just had a guy recently who i guess he's always come up to me in the gym and you know i'm always friendly and i always speak to him but quite frankly i really don't ever remember meeting him and uh you know he had this look in his eyes almost like a kid or when they see like a a cupcake or a piece of candy that they want you know they're just kind of like mesmerized by it you know excited at the same time and you know I started talking to this individual but I could tell immediately that he was definitely you know or is definitely on the B team but I could tell that he had some issues figuring himself out and quite frankly I'm too old to kind of you know, walk with somebody step by step, every, every person that I meet and trying to figure it out, which is why I'm doing this podcast and also the reason why I have this channel, because I personally feel as though we, you know, can help each other out. But a lot of people are uh, still contemplating it. They want to play this game where, you know, they make you feel as though you're, you're wrong or they're playing a game with you. I know this game very well. <laughs> I've been in it many times before and I can tell when somebody is just 
unsure and they want to try to confuse you because they're unsure about who they are so subsequently i had to let the individual know like you know what i wish you luck but don't look like me and you gonna be able to work out or have any sort of you know friendship because you are seem to be very lost um but other men out there you know i met a guy recently uh who you know asked me a personal question really kind of caught me off guard about how do i fall on the spectrum of if i'm a bottom or top and this guy had his girlfriend with him he said you know i'm a straight man but i just want to know are you a receiver or are you on the the other end and i looked at him i was really caught off guard because first of all he had no foundation or context to even ask me that question but because i'm pretty much an open book i had no issue responding i was more concerned about his girlfriend who seemed to be dismayed and caught off guard that he would even ask a question so openly and so direct you know when i told him i said you know what man i like femininity he said well you know you know uh i work out a lot you know when guys always come on to me you know they come up to me and tell me i have a nice body and gay men are always trying to hit on me and i looked at this man and i said well, brother, you know what it's like to be in the gym and to have people stare at you. Okay, doesn't make it doesn't mean you're bi, but at the same time, like, why are you sharing this? Like, why why are we here? You know. And I I got the impression that this guy honestly he gave me the vibe that he had been with men before. Um, he was very attractive. It just so happens that I don't like men that are muscular like myself or, or bigger. And uh, he didn't seem to really catch that. He seemed to be caught off guard by it. Uh, but I just kind of, you know, let him know like, hey man, you know, that's cool. You know, uh, maybe I'll see you in the gym sometime, but you barking up the wrong tree. Uh, first of all, I'm not interested in your type, but I definitely caught his eye. And I caught his eye right in front of his girlfriend and I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I mean, she kind of was like, you know, my opinion it was her birthday she was pretty excited so she, i don't think anything really kind of wanted to ruin her day but i could definitely tell that she started getting territorial and she was looking at her boyfriend like why are you asking him that like you know um but to make a long story short you know anybody out there whether you're listening to this podcast for the first time or you know second or third time you're not alone you know i just want you to know you're not alone and you know i've just been thinking a lot about you know how we aren't and as like I said before, I was running today, and you would not believe how many men literally would almost drive off the side of the road. Some of them were quite cute. You know, some women, you know, would look in when their husband's driving or, you know, staring pretty hard. But what really got me were the men who were sitting in the car by themselves, whether they were at work, you know, whether they were going to work, wherever they were going, and you could clearly see they're in a uniform or whatnot. And they would just slow down and just stare and look at me when I, I mean, I like to run shirtless because I like to work out as I run. So, of course, there's a shirtless person here in America. Nudity is a big deal for whatever reason, but they were just staring. And so I encourage you, you know, whether you are female or male, if you really want to test my theory, you know, exercise, use your spare time, you know, with COVID to uh, get out and go for a run. And if you can show a little skin, try it. If you would do, you, you, I mean, like I said, most men from the gym will already know the look that people have in their eyes when someone's looking at them. But for anybody out there who doesn't know, try it. Try going for a run shirtless. Watch how many people slow down their vehicles 
you know, men and women to look at you and, and, and really take notice to the ones that are in the car by themselves, by themselves, because those are the ones that are literally going to almost break their neck, maybe even veer off the road a little bit out of their lane, um, to look at you as if they've never seen another, you know, person of the same sex before running or shirtless. They're going to look, you know, um, you know, so I really encourage us all to really, like I said before, think about how we're in this together. But if you're on the B team like myself, you're not alone. Um, you know, trying to figure out life is very difficult for all of us and where we're going. And it's especially difficult for young people. Uh, you know, anybody. I can tell you right now, whether you're, you know, you're a teenager or not, you're always on a quest to find yourself. And I really want to talk to, you know, you guys about me and my experience you know i remember last time i shared with you guys what i went through in elementary school uh just one story and i figured this episode i would build upon that by reflecting a little deeper into my life and sharing with you guys some um some stories that help formulate my viewpoint and help me to see what i how i see things now and you know i remember um let me see going back from you know to middle school because we left out for elementary. And in middle school, I remember uh, the very first time I actually noticed a dude. And it wasn't one of those things where, you know, uh, I knew what it was. I was very confused because I remember always and still having attraction to women. And um, this would be the same theme throughout, as I said before. It would be, it was one guy and one female that I liked through middle school in high school. In college, things got a little bit more funkier, but, um, but going back to middle school, the very first time I noticed a guy, I was in the seventh grade. And I remember this guy, he was a black boy, and uh, he was in choir with me, but we had also had um, like math class and English and some other courses together. And I remember this guy was very feminine. And he said that at the time, he's like, I'm straight. He had a couple girlfriends and whatnot. But I remember just staring at him. And I didn't know why I was staring at him. And what it turned into was uh, me kind of like picking on him a little bit. Like I kind of picked a fight with him. You know, as I, as I mentioned before, I fought a lot. By the time I got to middle school, my behavior had definitely uh you know, subdued when it came to that piece, but I was still very uh, verbal. I said things that probably people my age, kids my age shouldn't say. And so I, I picked a fight with this dude and he fought back, you know. And I remember one day I was walking up to the uh, schoolhouse and uh, he said, uh, you know what, man? He said, it's the beginning of a school year. Why can't me and you just be friends? And I didn't really know what to say because I wanted to be his friend, but I did the same thing that it's an age old, I don't think it's right, but you know, the whole story of how like a boy picks on a girl, you know, when he really likes her, you know, and, and kids kind of do that with each other. They kind of pick on each other, not really saying I really like you, but I picked on him. And, um, you know, after that, I didn't pick on him anymore. And, you know, we became friends with one another for the most part. We weren't close friends, but, you know, we shared a lot of course together. And I had a crush on that guy at the same time, I had a crush on a girl. And I had a crush on that girl all throughout middle school. I mean, I remember she was a black girl 
and uh, she, I remember she was from like DC, and I don't know, I just really thought she was like just everything, and I constantly, every day before I would go to school, I would, you know, pray to only look at her, to not look at the guy, or any guy for that matter, because I mean, I was a pubescent teen, you know, some of her hormones are going like any other teenager, but really, to focus on liking her. And, you know, it came to a situation where um, she kind of knew I liked her and we kind of talked a little bit. Uh, but I grew up in a very religious household. And so I was raised in, a, in an environment where any sort of uh, desires that you had for men, same sex, or women, opposite sex, that was sin that was wrong and i believe i raised this argument before but i always tell people that you know you're human and all you can ever be is human and when you're a teenager and you're going through all these changes and this was during the era of i believe right 99 so right around the y2k and everyone's going crazy and everybody is you know um freaking out that the world's gonna come to an end and the computer's gonna shut down and so I was in this religious environment, you know, thinking the world's gonna come to an end. I'm going through puberty. I like this girl. I like this guy. I don't wanna go to hell. You know? And it was very, very difficult. And I made it through and I knew I wasn't alone because I witnessed things, you know, in middle school, um, that really kinda threw me. And for anybody out there that's raising kids, like I'm not currently raising children. I plan to have children one day, but I can't imagine how difficult that must be. But I want you to, if you have a kid that you suspect that might be gay or might be bi, or you're just not really sure, you know, accept them, love them, let them know that you are an ear they can lean on and talk to. Uh, because that is just, you know, it's so precious. And I, one reason why I share this story, because you know, I was very confused and I had nobody to talk to. Meanwhile, I had, you know, guys in school that would say little things. Like I remember one time I went on a, you know, I want to say something. Those band and those choir kids, like they may seem nerdy, but they will turn up in a minute, okay? They will really do some things and will blow your mind. I mean, they may not have to be on a, you know, athletic varsity or junior varsity, but yeah, they did some crazy things. And I remember I met this one kid, um, and I never knew, he was never in any of my classes, but he knew who I was. And I'd walk to school every day. And one day, um, you know, he said, hey, man, what's up? He's like, oh, you're a cool guy. I want to hang out with you. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Let's play Pokemon cards, something like that. And we proceeded to be friends. And he started saying weird things to me that even though I might have been fighting or dealing with my own sexuality, this boy was very direct. And, you know, he didn't identify as gay or identify, of course, as bi in the 90s. But he would say little weird things to me about that was just inappropriate. And I remember just being like, okay, the devil's a liar. Like, you know, like, what the hell? You know, this is really weird. Um, but kids do things like that. And so as a parent, you know, if you're out there, I just want you to think about, you know, you don't know what your kid is going through. You know, you don't know what they went through in school. You don't know what they're dealing with inside, personally. You know, so just really, you know, accept and love your kid. Maybe they'll, maybe it's a stage. For some people, they look at bisexuality as a stage. But for many people, it's not. It's literally who we are. Um, you know, of course, like I said, I had nobody to tell these stories to. So I just kind of remember, just remember them. And I'm just like, okay, you know. 
Um, by the time I got to high school, wow. Same ordeal. But it was the same guy. Well, not from middle school. It was one girl. I mean, and one guy. Same ones all throughout uh, high school. You know, I really liked this girl. And this girl was different from the middle school girl. But um, I remember I had I met her because I caught the wrong bus home one day uh, when I was in ninth grade. I, it was a bus that would have gotten me home. It just took me a longer route to get there. And I remember meeting this girl. She was this African girl. She was dark skinned, beautiful, really light brown eyes. And I remember, same thing, meeting her and being like, I hate you. And I remember thinking I hated her because um, she was on the bus talking to a, a girl that was a white girl. And this is in Maryland for the most part. So people kind of have their accents, you know, sometimes depending where you live. But I remember thinking, man, this black girl is so white. <laughs> you know, I, that's what I thought. I was like, you know, I don't like her. You know, she's just so privileged and she's just this and that and you know she doesn't at all identify as a black woman that's what I thought and as I went through my sophomore and junior and subsequent senior year of course that whole opinion just changed I didn't pick with her but I was dying to get next to her literally I mean it was it was insane you know it's like any other teenage boy you know um and I still to this day think she you know was attractive at the time I mean I've seen some pictures ever now and I'm just like okay yeah Definitely not going to do it for me anymore. But um, at the same time, I was dealing with all those feelings as a high schooler. I was also dealing with attraction to a, this guy. And this guy was, I think he was like, he was Polish or some sort of like Czech background. And um, he was one of those white guys that dated black girls, hung around black people. You know, I hate saying dress like black people or anything like that because I think you can be you know, whatever race you want to be and wear whatever the hell you want to wear. So I would say that he was pretty much down with black culture and black people as far as it got for the early 2000s. And um, I remember this kid, you know, I didn't I didn't pick a fight with him, but there were many times throughout, we, we had a couple class together and we just so happened to always have to sit kind of across each other. And I remember he'd always kind of stare at me and I'd stare at him and we kind of talk, but we never would truly say anything that would reveal maybe what we were thinking. But he would do little things to let me know that he was interested in me. Like, I remember one time, you know, he was bragging about, I don't know, he was like, oh yeah, you know, I had a good time, something he had did. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing all right. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool, you know, got your little job, whatever. And I think like, he gave me one day like a piece of paper. He was like, hey man, here. And um, it was like his uh, his check stub. And I think it also was something about his bank account. And um, he knew, I mean, not being honest with you, in, in, in high school, I was never the most masculine male. So a lot of people presumed that I was gay. You know, they just presumed that I'm a gay man and you know, or I was a gay teenager, whatever. And I did some things and maybe thanked them that, you know, I, I kind of, I gave them reason to maybe be a little suspect. You know, I walk around with like blue contacts and all sorts of weird color contacts at the time. But anyway, um, he gave me this piece of paper that was like a check stub. And he was like, yeah, he was like, I want to show you this. And I was like, okay. 
And I looked at it, and then I don't remember how much, I don't remember how much was in there. This was a long time ago. And I was like, all right, I gave it back to him. And he was like, yeah, he was like, I just wanted you to see that. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, why are you showing me that? And I remember I would like purposely like, and I as well as tell people like, you know, when guys are sagging, like they know what they're doing. When you see men out here sagging, no matter in prison, on the street, what have you, they're showing off their ass, you know? And so I remember I wasn't even the type of guy to sag, but I remember like, um, he would sag and he would get up and he would bend over in front of me and then I would get up and then I would sag, you know, and uh, we would like sag in front of each other like on purpose, you know, but nobody would ever say anything like this little weird game we play with each other. Um, but as much as I was interested in this guy, I was also interested in a girl. And I think for a lot of people, whether they're dealing with that at middle school or whether they're dealing with that in high school or even as an adult or in college or what have you, that is what puts this con like this idea that people are confused, you know? And I don't think that it's a confusion. I just think that sometimes you meet people and you just vibe with them. And if you're open to it, you know, it could be somebody of the opposite sex. It could be somebody of the same sex. And when you're bi, you, you don't really know that about yourself. You just think that you are supposed to be like everybody else. That, you know, I'm supposed to only like the opposite sex. Or I'm going to be all the way gay and only like, you know, the same sex. And whichever route you choose, that's totally fine. But like I said, the reason for this podcast is for people to know that you're not alone. And I'm sure that there are people that are listening to this or watching it, wherever you may be, you know, who are reflecting upon that situation where they found themselves making eye contact with the same sex or, you know, um, or maybe even they're straight and they, they can relate to, you know, uh, making that, finding that connection with somebody of the, uh, you know, opposite sex. But the point being is that it happens. You know, and I share these stories just to let you know that, hey, you know, many of us are walking around here right now harboring these feelings. We're, we're harboring these desires, these levels of attraction. And sometimes they're small and that's just attraction. Sometimes it goes beyond that. You know, sometimes the heart gets really involved. Sometimes it's just physical. Sometimes, you know, um, it, it's so strong that you find yourself in the situation where, you know, you're almost like in a three-way or throuple, you know, or something like that. Um, and I'm not saying that I necessarily have been in a full-on three-some relationship with anybody. But, you know, uh, right now, a lot of people are kind of coming down on, um, you know, Will and Jada right now with the whole entanglement thing, right? Um, you know, I was thinking about this, like I said, as I was planning this episode about, you know, television and Will and Jada are, Will and Jada are black Hollywood royalty, you know, and uh, their children, you know, that we, the two we pretty much hear from are Willow and Jaden. And there's all sorts of, you know, talk about Willow saying that, you know, she needs a guy and a girl that Jada has on the red table, her show on Facebook. Um, there's all sorts of talk about, you know, Jaden putting out there that, I think he said Tyler, the creator, was his boyfriend. Um, and all sorts of, you know, issues with the black communities in, okay, you are kinfolk 
you know, a skin folk, but there's some, you don't really identify with us. And I'm not at all knocking Will or Jada or Jaden or Willow or any of that. If anything, I'm commending them because they're black people that are in Hollywood that's come forward with, you know, their story about, you know, relationships, marriage, you know, uh, issues with, you know, separating or infidelity. And I commend them because it takes a lot of guts to come forward. Like, I'm coming forward with my stories. Like I said, I'm not saying anybody's bisexual in that, but Jada, uh, not Jada, Willow has definitely made some comment comments about that. And Jaden has definitely given us reason to believe that he's also on the B team. Um, you know, but, so thank you. Thank you to the Smiths for, for doing that. Um... Because I think that we also should be coming forward as people of color. And I'll have a whole nother episode about that later. About black and, you know, what it means to be black and, you know, homosexuality and bisexuality. But moving on, back to, uh, so by the time I left high school, actually, let's go back for a moment. So I ended up going to high school where I had this crush on this African girl from Nigeria and this white Polish guy. Um, he was American, you know, all throughout my tenure in Maryland. When I was a senior in high school, um, my mother uh, had a career change and uh, we subsequently moved to uh, Dallas, Texas. And this is very significant because this story, actually, I kind of thought about just now and I really hadn't thought about it in a very, very long time. But it flows right into what I want to talk about. So I ended up going to a new school my my senior year. And my senior year, I um, didn't know anybody, as you can imagine. And I ended up, uh, once again, right, having a crush on this girl. She was like black and native. Beautiful girl. Oh my God. Just beautiful. And I actually somehow ended up getting an opportunity to hang out with her and go out with her. Um, but I also, once again, had a crush on a guy. And uh, the girl, you know, a lot of guys sought after her. And I don't know where she is to this day, but I wish her, you know, all the happiness. And I hope her life has turned out to be as awesome as she was or is. And uh, the guy, on the other hand... <laughs> I remember he was French. Uh, well, he was American, but his parents were from France. And I think we met each other somehow in theater. And I remember getting out of high school early. And this school was like this pretty wealthy school in Richardson, Texas, which is, you know, a suburb of Dallas. And uh, we used to just, we, we, we go to class. And then I'd wait for my brother to get out of high school so we could get on the bus and go home. But I had about two or three hours before because I got out early. And during that, that period, uh, this guy that, I, that was French or, you know, French guy, um, he would wait with me and we would talk. And he would, you know, he'd open up to me about whatever, and I would open up to him. And somehow in that friendship, I think that I know that there was something else because I started realizing, I think I have a crush on this guy. And he 
gave me reason to exact to think the exact same thing about him. Um, and this went on for years, actually, after high school. Uh, so we'd walk, you know, just around the uh, high school grounds together and just talk about his girlfriend. And I was telling him about the girl that I like. And um, there was another girl I was actually talking to, too. Um, and it, I remember it got awkward where we would, like, just kind of, like, look at each other. Or we just look at each other into each other's eyes, like literally. And we wouldn't say anything. We just, just just look at each other. It got to a point one day where I was telling him about, oh, I'm gonna go to prom with this girl. I know this girl. And he just stopped. And this is like 2005, actually. And he actually became a lawyer as well. Because uh, <laughs> remember we had that in common. He was like, yeah, I wanna go to law school. I wanna be a lawyer. And I was like, yeah, me too. And um, I remember he looked at me one day and he said hey man um can I go to prom with you and uh, I looked at him and I was like wait what you know I was like did he just, did just this dude just asked me in 2005 like him because at the time it wasn't really too gay friendly as far as I can understand um he was like uh can I go to prom with you and I was like what do you mean he was like can me and my girlfriend go to prom with you and I remember I was telling him about like this car. I was like, man, I'm not gonna do a limo. I'm gonna rent a convertible. Like it's gonna be great. Like this, that, and da, da, da. And I was like, you and your girl wanna go to prom with me and my date? He was like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna ride in the back. And I was like, okay. And and this is what really did it for me. So I was like, sure, buddy. Yeah, you know. So we, I pick up my date, and then subsequently I go and get him and his date. And um, we we had a a, a a dinner we went to. We had made reservations at some restaurant. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, before we went to the actual prom. And I remember um, he sat across from me. And uh, my date sat next to me. And his date sat next to him. And I remember it was like this little dimly lit kind of like, it was a little romantic actually, um, restaurant. And we're, everyone's looking at the menu. And um, he's like, you know what, man? You look really good, you know? And I'm like, you do too, man. You look really good. And then we're both looking at the menus. And both of our eyes are literally like looking around the menu at each other, making eye contact. And our dates, I mean, they're just completely like irrelevant at this point. Like we're just there having, you know, like trying to figure out what to order, but we're both staring at each other around the menu and it, it, it I remember getting to the point where I was getting really fed up because like I said I grew up in a very religious household and these feelings I thought you know they're getting really strong you know at the time I was still a virgin and it went on I actually uh, went to college I, I no offense to Texas but at the time I hated Texas. <laughs> I hated Texas because I was from, you know, like Maryland and coming down south your senior year. Anybody would hate the school they go to the move your senior year. But I ended up going to college in Alaska, the University of Alaska, for about a year and a half. And in between the semester breaks, I would go home back to uh, Dallas, Texas, and uh, somehow I think we were communicating via MySpace. I can't remember. But he would hit me up and say, hey, man, you know, I'm home from college. You're home from college. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you want to catch a movie or something? And I'm like, yeah, you know. And um, 
it got to a point where we would just, it became a sting. Where when we came home from college, we would hang out, but we'd go to the movies together. And we never did anything. We'd go, you know, I think at some point, it went until I was like 21 because we went to a bar together. And I remember the last time I saw this individual, we had a good time together and, and I went back to his, his house and he was like, you wanna come in? And I was like, you know what, man? Sure. And when I got him in his room, I told him, I said, you know, actually, I think at the time, I, didn't, I can't remember if I was dating anybody. I think I know I had some girls that I was definitely interested in, um, but I don't think I was with anybody. And I remember we sat in his room and it was like late at night. I think it was like midnight or something like that. And I said, you know what, man, we have been doing this now for a couple years since we were in high school. He was like, what do you mean? And I was like, we're always staring at each other. We go to the movies together. You know, we go to restaurants together. You know, prom night, I'm pretty sure, you know, and, and there were some subsequent things that happened on prom night that really kind of like bonded us, you know, in a way where we knew we, you know, both felt each other. And I said, you know what, man, I can't do this anymore. I said, I like you and I'm pretty sure you like me too. And this is Texas we're talking. Dallas, Texas. And he's a white guy. I'm a black guy. And I said, I, I like you. And I just have to say it after all this long time. And I, I think you know that. I think we both know that. And then he looked at me. And he said, Well, you know, you know, you know you're just my friend, right? And I said, Yeah. I know that and I go to college in Alaska and I believe he went to college in like somewhere deep south um, and I remember thinking I said I just I have to come 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 forward I have to tell you and, um, and he was like well you know I'm not like that you know and I said to myself yeah I, I knew you would say that but for me I had to get this off my chest because I know I'm not alone in this situation and I remember thinking to myself, you know what? You said it, you can re you, you, you're free from it, it's time to leave. And so I said, all right, man, I'm, I'm gonna get out of here, you know, and, and, and I will, I'll see you later. And he was like, no, 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 don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. And I was like, what, what do you mean don't leave? He's like, let's go to Taco Bell. Let's just go to Taco Bell, come on. I, I, want, I wanna go to Taco Bell with you. And I was like, bro, it's like 12 or midnight. Something, I was like, I don't think Taco Bell's open. He was like, I know they're open. I just I just want to go with you to Taco Bell. And at that point, of course, I was like, sure, man. Let's just go to Taco Bell. And we, we went to Taco Bell. And uh, we got our food. And we, we parked in the middle of, like, this, uh, it was like a parking ride or empty parking lot. I can remember. It was empty parking lot. And we're eating our food. And I'm, I'm just kind of quiet. He's like, are you Okay. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, I just, this has gone on for a very long time. And I just, you know, I don't know if I should be embarrassed because you're making me feel as though, uh, you know, I'm alone in this and I know I'm not. You know, I think I was like 21, 20, 20 years old or so. And he's like, uh, you know, um, 
I'm not like that, but you know, I really consider you like a really good friend. And I'm like, no, no. Friends, you do things like go to Taco Bell with. We've been making eye contact. We've been talking to each other. It's been in really, you know, there'll just be periods we just stare at each other and not even say anything to each other, just looking at each other. And I can't deal with this. And I just remember him saying, you know, it's not going to get in the way of the friendship or it's just not going to get in the way. And I said, it, it's never has gotten in the way. But for me, it's important for me to acknowledge how I feel. And you don't have to acknowledge it, but I'm not going to be kept, you know, being strung along, you know, and you not admit what is obvious between us, what's been going on for years. Because there's something here. And I didn't want to be with him at all. I wasn't asking him to be with me or to do any of that. It was just acknowledging these years of, you know, us bonding in ways that two heterosexual men don't bond. And so I, you know, started my car and I said, you know what, man? I think it's time for me to take you home. And he was really bothered by it. He was like, you really, really? And I, you know, I drove him home and I was like, here you go, man. You know, you know, it's been great, you know, being friends with you. And, um, you know, maybe I'll see you around. And he was like, I remember he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, like, this is what we are. <laughs> like, and um, he got the car. And that was the last time we seen each other.